Welcome to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast, where we feature expert thought leaders and cover the best strategies, stories, and psychology you need to land big ticket clients. Because as you know, you can't catch a whale with a worm. Hello everyone, this is Dr. Pillay with Big Ticket Clients and I am so proud to present today Mr. Steve Noodleberg. How are you doing today, Steve? I am on fire, my friend. I can tell. I can tell. And you know, everyone, as you know, on this show, we like to feature the stories of some of the most successful people in the business space that are selling to big ticket clients. And Steve, today, we want to hear all your secrets, okay? (laughs) Every single one. Um, Every single one of them. (laughs) No holds barred, man. It's all coming at you. No holds barred. Okay. So, but Steve, before we get that, okay, you know, you are an author, you're a obviously a sales expert trainer. In fact, last time we spoke, I can't remember if you wanted me to call you a a speaker. Maybe there's something about not using the word motivational, but just being a sales or business speaker. You got to remind me of that. But you do so many things, Steve. Can you tell us kind of who you are, where you came from, and how the world got Steve Nudelberg today? Ah, Thank you so much. First of all, thrilled to be here. Appreciate the opportunity. I follow you. I love the stuff that you're doing. You know, for me, it's really been a passion uh, my entire life, my entire career about being in front of the sales game. I've been a student of the game. I've worked around some of the greatest and through listening and being a lifelong learner, I've taken and made it my own and created my own best practices. So for me, I've spent a career building sales, uh, salespeople, sales organizations. And it wasn't until about five or six years ago that someone said, hey, would you come speak to my team? Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't really do that. <laughs> and he was like, listen, you're one of the best salespeople I've ever met. You yeah. would be great at it. Would you kind of, you know, at least entertain it? He's a good friend of mine t- today. I still, you know, uh, train his, his organization. And so the reality is I did it. I really enjoyed it. And for me, understanding that the way I think and the way I process stuff I could impact other salespeople was mind boggling. And so yeah, yeah. from then I, I've written a book, I do a, my, a podcast and I spend a lot of time traveling, speaking to other organizations about uh, the, the way that the sales world has changed. Mm. And um, I'm so gift, so blessed to be able to do it. I, the rewards are far greater than any of the checks that I receive for what I do. No, no. And, and that is so true. In fact, you know, the, now I remember exactly our conversation because, you know, you know, you are known as a motivational kind of speaker, uh, but I had wanted to find out exactly what you speak on and why you prefer the, the sales and business focus, you know, and, and now, now I understand, you know, the difference. Keynote speaking, just for keynote speaking and motivation is not your thing, but for training people to become better sales, uh, business experts, that's your thing, right? So what's interesting is, you know, motivation without action is really just dreaming. So wow. I, I don't believe in, in, in just throwing out things, you know, to motivate people. So I, I break it up into four things that I provide people, uh, motivation, inspiration, perspiration, and activation. So, Whoa. you know, those, those four things, you know, can lead people to do what they do better. And so I'm, you know, like I said, I, I feel blessed that People want to listen to what I say and when uh, of what I say. And then when I say it, 
it creates some type of action plan in their life that, you know, you know, that's really where the, you know, it's yeah. all about execution. And you, know a, yeah, no, you are so right. In fact, on that note, you have a, you have a company called on the ball. Can you tell us what on the ball is and how it works? So, you know, for many years being in the sales uh, field, I was in the clothing business. Uh, my, my parents and my grandparents were in the lady shoe business. I was in the, you know, so I have expertise and, and, and experience in all of those places. Yeah. I, I spent a lot of years in the cellular phone business every single time. And without exaggeration, every single time I would get into a relationship with somebody at some point in the process of us working together, they would say, Steve, thanks for being on the ball. And Ooh. I said to myself, that would really make a great name for a company. So when I started my, at that time, sports marketing company, uh-huh. I called it on the ball sports marketing. And you know the, the methodology was, this is how we think. We always want to be ahead of the curve, want to be on the ball. And that's a place where salespeople should aspire to be, to have people talk about them in that, in that manner. And unfortunately, that's not the case. People you know, don't generally um, have that kind of relationship with sales you know, professionals. And so it's, it's stuck. It's you know, 30 plus years of on-the-ball sports marketing, on-the-ball marketing to our current iteration, which is on-the-ball ventures, where we invest time and talent in emerging businesses to help them grow. And it's, I've never had a better time in my life. Wow. No, I, and I can totally see that. By the way, you are a fancy dresser. For those not seeing the video, he's got this little pink, uh, <laughs> pink thing on his blue suit. It's just amazing. So, so, uh, so Steve, let's talk a little bit about the kinds of people you serve, the salespeople that you work with and then the teams. You know, what, what are their challenges? What are they struggling with so that our listeners can get a sense of the problems you solve? What are the struggles of the people that you are currently working with? So, so for the majority of salespeople, they've been brought up and training to them uh, consisted of features and benefits. So they might be a product expert, but they're really not a relationship expert. Ooh. And the more that business has, uh, you know, changed, the internet has changed things. Um, you know, the idea that you know products are commoditized, product and services are commoditized. The real decision is based on the individual. And I validate that by saying, when was the last time you bought something from somebody you didn't like? Ooh. And that would be never. Yeah, and so- yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> actually, wait a second. There, there are some people that you buy from that you don't like if it's a small ticket offer. You know, $97 here, $30, $30 so. there. Okay. But okay. when you're talking big ticket, you are so very correct. And that's a mistake a lot of people make. You've got to do the relationship stuff. So you're right. Absolutely. So, so the real validation is that you as an entity become a, a brand. Yeah. You know, if you don't understand how to brand yourself, somebody else will do it for you. Mm-hmm. And so we have the power to build our own personal brand. And then we have the social channels that allow you to share that with people so that people make the decision way before you get face to face with them. Mm -hmm. And so I gravitated towards social media channels much earlier than everybody else. And what is intriguing to people is how I've built an audience of people who do two things. They like and share my content because in the days when people would say, Hey, 
you know, just share what you know with this person. I would say, what are you crazy? I've spent 40 years <laughs> developing that content. I'm not just yeah. going to give it away. I give it all away now. And the more you give it away, the more people want to buy you and bring you into their organization. So, you know, the, the idea that you matter mm. more than the product or service. So I, I liken it to this. In the old days, you know, it would be knock on the door. Hi, I'm with IBM. And I'm Steve. So IBM would get you in the door. The complete reversal of that is, hi, I'm Steve. I want you to get to know me so that I can earn the right to talk to you about what I do for a living, wow. which happens to be IBM. That's, that's a paradigm Radical, shift. radical shift. Yeah. And people who are stuck in the old cycle of selling transactions are really, really a deer in headlights. And because it's, it's, you know, if you are not putting out content about who you are, what you think, um, and you know, you're going to get run over. And yeah. so, you know, it's, it's fascinating because the people that do see it and ask for help, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's me or anybody, you know, of the other people who are really helping in this space, the world is your oyster. It's never been e easier to be in sales, unprecedented access, unprecedented audience um, so, you know, I get inbound requests from all over the world mm -hmm. and I'm not marketing for that. I'm just telling my story and offering the fact that I built a brand as an expert in the space and then it's validated every day. Nobody can argue with me because yeah, they, they, they see you because they see it. I've given it to yeah. them ahead of time. Yeah, no, that that is just so fascinating. And frankly, so in line with what we've seen to be true when you're marketing or selling to big ticket clients, right? People buy you, right? They have to totally. know, like, and trust you. And there's a process to doing that. But if, if you were to look at your own sort of journey, okay, how, how did you overcome the old paradigm and sort of shift to this content marketing, if you will, this new paradigm? How did you make that shift? So, so I think, you know, one of the, I put together a list of things that I think earn you a master's degree in sales. Uh -huh. One of the skill sets for me that I was really important is that I'm insatiably curious. Ah. And so as this parrot, as this new platforms, as the new platform started to, you know, take shape, I was just curious. And then here's this tool called LinkedIn and they say it's a recruiting tool. And I'm like, wait a minute, aren't I recruiting new relationships? This was a way that I could take the old, I have to get in my car and go to an event to actually meet new people where I could meet new people 24 hours a day. They had the opportunity to understand who I am, what I stand for, and then have relevant dialogue. I was fascinated with the platform. Yeah. I spent a lot of time learning it. Um, just like when people ride a bike, skin my knees, you know, had a lot of, you know, uh, mishaps in the beginning, but I've gotten to the point where the riches it brings me is the quality of people I'm able to get to know that I would have never had any chance to meet in any other world, not about who I'm selling to. And that is, I think the biggest freak out for people is that it's not a selling platform. It's a relationship platform that earns you the opportunity to, you know, sell what you do for a living. And so it's all transparent. No, absolutely. And you know, on that note, Steve, we met on LinkedIn, right? We, That's correct. We, we actually have never met in person. And yet I'm so connected to you. I, I enjoy 
all of your content and, and we have a relationship, right? Never met, you know? <laughs> and here's what's even, so I was attracted to you. You had put some content out there about how to coach people to get big ticket clients. Mm -hmm. We went through the entire process. And while we weren't a fit to do business with each other, that doesn't mean we can't be friends and we can't do this podcast and we can't refer each other people. I think salespeople are locked in this paradigm that says, I'm either going to sell you or I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, and if you don't, yeah. and if you don't buy it from me, we're done. Yeah. What a waste of time and energy because some of the people that have never bought from me are my biggest referral sources Absolutely. for whatever reason. So Absolutely. And, and, the, and the social proof of just interacting with lots of smart people and connecting with people is, is just so powerful. In fact, on that note, I want to take you way back. If you don't mind, okay. I'm going to get all personal now. You know, right, you, know cool. you know how I do it, Steve. I'm going to tell you. You got to tell us where you were born. And No, I'm just kidding. Okay. So take us way back, okay? I know that although you're a, a, just a, a fascinating business personality and a success, I know you have some kind of a humble beginning that got you here and prepared you for who you are today. So who, what's the story of Steve Noodleberg. Can you take Thank us back? you. I, I appreciate you asking. You know, I come from a humble uh, background, uh, middle, upper middle class, grew up in New York. I actually tease people when they say that I haven't really grown up yet, but, you know, I, I spent my early years in New York. Um, I, I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs who I understood the value of work ethic. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I have always been the hardest worker in the room. Um, I was the first one in, the last one out, not because someone told me to do that, but because that's what was instilled in me as a value proposition, as a pillar of how I show up. I now have two sons that are both college football coaches who wow. they in turn have taken what I've instilled in them. Mm -hmm. And in my book, my older son wrote the foreword and his perspective, what it was like growing up with the rules in our house. We're very disciplined. You know, this is how we show up all the time. And these basic rules that I write about in my book, Confessions of a Serial Salesman, mm -hmm. are not brain surgery. There are 27 rules for leaders and influencers. And it's the foundation of every great athlete, every great coach, every great human being. They have a process. Yes. This is my process. This allows me to manage the overwhelming disappointment that comes with being in sales. I deal with more rejection than anybody's willing to deal with, but I have the armor. I built the armor to do that. And while there is no way to get around it, it is not fun. I know how to do it and I move through it. And my biggest learnings come from my biggest defeats. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, I just go about doing it, knowing that I get so much out of the, the work that I do. And I, that started when I was a kid. I, was the key, I wanted to be friendly with everybody. I was friendly with the basketball team. I was friendly with Key Club. I was, you know, all of the groups mm -hmm. I knew how to be part of. And that, that uh, training served me well in the world because I really do value the people I get to know and work with, not because of what they could do for me, more for what I could do for them. And it's, yeah. you know, you, if more people thought like that, I think we'd live in a better world. Candidly. You know, you know, I can't agree with you more about the power of your story sort of bringing you to who you are. In fact, uh, one of the things I like to tell people, the reason music is so powerful for me 
is because, you know, when I was uh, just maybe a couple of years old in the Civil War and the bombs were falling and people were dying everywhere, you know what my mother would do to, to keep me happy? She would sing to me. And so here I am. It's been years later, obviously. And singing and music is the thing that keeps me alive. You know, it powers me. So good for you that you have found that sales rejection is really part of life. And you only knew that because of your humble beginnings. So tell us about your book. Tell us about how sales rejection has to do with your confessions of a serial salesman. I want to hear about that. (laughs) So, you know, as I said, I started to speak and the speaking part of the business was really fun. And to me was you know, a real honor to be asked to be in front of a room of people and really light a fire in them, really Mm -hmm. connect on a major level. The more I did that, the more people suggested to me that, you know, you really should write a book. And it wasn't until somebody um, said to me, um, like they asked, well, you know, I I heard you're trying to write a book or you're thinking about writing a book. Um, The reason to write a book is really more about leaving a legacy in words for Mm. your kids and your grandkids. And that was the arrow that, that got through to me where I could hand somebody physical evidence of who I was in this, who I am in this world, Mm. what, what value I brought to people. So I do a lot of pro bono. Uh, Most of the charities I work with, I do donate all of my services to them. So I love the fact that I have this gift, I love the fact that I can share it with other people and the book is an extension of me and the fact that people will buy the book. um, And I've had 11 year olds and 80 year olds call and tell me simple, great execution. It's all about action. It's written with, you know, each rule has a, you know, lined pages after it that allow you to make your own notes. One of my rules coincidentally is listen to music. Everybody has a favorite song. I love it. I would never go into a presentation without listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire or, you know, uh, you know Motown or the things wow. that make me feel better. Um, selling is all about the transfer of emotion. Mm. Music changes your emotion. So I don't know if you watched the Super Bowl last night, but Gladys Knight lit it up. She did. She did. She, she totally did. <laughs> she was better than the entire night, you know? So <laughs> well, she, yeah, I... Yeah, it took me, I had to kind of wake up a little bit toward the middle of that. But no, you are so right about the power of emotion in sales, right? right. And, 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 you know, music obviously is one of those things. Psychology, the, the right things that we bring into the sales process. Can you give us your favorite nugget from the book? I mean, it's, you know, it's a great book, but yeah. there's a lot of stuff there. You got to get through it. But if you were to name one nugget of education that you would share with our audience, just one favorite of yours, what would it be? It's the number one rule um, uh, voted by CEOs in Vistage, by all of the organizations that I've had the fortune of of being in front of. And it's the the rule, the name of the rule is tell me something good. And I'll tell you the the basis of the the rule. I'm a big fan of music as we just shared. Um, Shaka Khan is a favorite of mine. Tell me something new. She's, Tell yeah, me something so, yeah. good. Yes, you know, yeah. so, so that song meant a lot to me because I think people are programmed mm-hmm. so when they greet each other for the first time or after a long time, first question they ask is, hey, how are you? And how are you is an invitation for someone to take what's negative in their head and toss it to you. 
which mm. is a big, big challenge in sales. So if I said to you, uh, Dr. Pele, you know, how you doing? You're, ah, you know, I, I, I woke up this morning, I didn't sleep good. Went, you know, my house, my car, whatever. And yeah. if you're a student of the game, you'll notice this happens often. I said, you know what? My salespeople are going to change that. And the first thing we're going to greet people with is tell me something good. And I'll give you an example of a role play. We did that with this uh, young lady with one of our clients, Darlene. I use her in the book. Mm -hmm. And hey, Darlene, tell me something good. She stood back for a second because we're not thinking good thoughts. Mm -hmm. So she had to really think about it. First thing came out of her mouth. She said, my son just finished his second year at MIT. And this lady was lit up like a Christmas tree. So I said, wow. Darlene, that's fantastic. Tell me more. She continued to tell me more of that until she came to Steve. Thanks for asking that. Yeah. Why don't you tell me something good? And I said, I'm glad you asked. I'm excited to be here. My business is on fire. I'm helping lots of people. Here's my value proposition. And she received my message in a totally heightened emotional state yes. rather than being negative and thinking about all of the other things that she needed to do in her life. She was totally zoned in on me and there's no better platform to discuss an opportunity than when someone's in that heightened emotional state, it works. So if you call my voicemail, hi, this is Steve. Tell me something good. Oh, there I are people that. that, there are people that call me with bad news, uh -huh. but they'll go, well, I got good news. I got bad news. <laughs> you know, it's funny to watch them fumfer around, but it works. The instant someone hears it, if you try it on the next person, it is a guaranteed way to make a new impression. Companies that we uh, we coach, we have their first uh, director of first impressions or receptionist, if you uh -huh. will. Hi, you've reached so-and-so company. Tell me something good. Even if they're calling for something bad, you've put them in a better state of mind. So it is my favorite rule. It's one that, and I think all the rules work, but we change the game and people know that it's all about interacting with people in a positive way, not cookie cutter, 101 ways to close yeah, somebody. Yeah. Build good, solid relationships, be genuine, be authentic, and make people feel good and you will be asked back all the time. Wow. You know, if I could bottle you up, Steve, put you in a bottle, we, we could put it on Amazon and, and all the sales outlets, <laughs> man. People would just take this stuff away. They would pay for it all over. How do you? And they do. And they do. <laughs> you know, how, how do you? I mean, I love this. Tell me something good. I'm going to. Can I adopt some of that and use it? Please. And I'm, okay, good. Flattery is, you know, is using it. I love that. And I'm going to definitely uh, refer people back to your book for more of that. Now, let's take. Um, a typical scenario in which you go into a company, you sort of diagnose, find out what's wrong, and then you offer them your services. Can you tell us what success looks like for, you know, after, after you leave, what do people, what are people left with? So I have <clears throat> perfected um, a methodology on how we deliver the information. We created a sales boot camp. Mm -hmm. It's three hours, um, specific, um, rhythm to how we deliver the information. Mm -hmm. And then we stay on board for 30 days, actually making sure that the, uh, the execution is there. So yep. I think a lot of training is really good. Um, a lot of motivational speaking is really good, but a day mm -hmm. or two later, you're back into your old habits and your old yeah. pattern. Yeah. And so we use that 30 day methodology to help people create new, uh, new habits 
when they create new habits, they get early success that feeds more want. Okay, wow, I climbed up the mountain a little bit. I want to go further. And so I think the expectation is don't, you know, eat the whole elephant, yeah. you know, do it one bite at a time, see early success. And we, we give people the freedom to take a few of the rules or a few of the best practices and mm-hmm. practice them for 30 days because once they see the results, they're off and running. So I don't think there's any magic bullet. I think it's paying attention to um, the circumstances that are happening within each company. We know the value of the information. I've trained hundreds, if not thousands of salespeople that have worked directly for me. So I offer that same mentality that I know this is new information. My goal is not to just shoot it at you through a hose. It's to help you adopt it. And once you adopt it, you'll never be the same because once you internalize something and then Mm -hmm. share it with something else, you own it and you spread it. And the word, you know, then once it spreads, there's nothing like helping people become better than uh, it's amazing. It is really incredibly rewarding. People have lost 50 pounds. They've had better relationships with their wives and their kids. And, you know, there's so much more than just selling more stuff. So success means different things to different people. We help them find it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. And, and in fact, you know, we've talked a lot about salespeople per se. Um, you know, in the world of the solopreneurs and, you know, the coaches and the advisors and the consultants, what tips would you have for them in terms of transforming the way they sell? You know, if you go online right now, Steve, you'll hear all these people oh my God. hawking oh my all God. these things. Hey, click here, click my button, download this, and all of a sudden you're going to be an expert. I mean, the social media stuff is going crazy. But if you were to just step outside of that, what, what, how could you help the, the coaches and the consultants out there that are getting bombarded with small ticket strategies? How do they focus on big ticket relationship building? So, so for me, I took a look at the landscape as well. And the more I got into that and, and decided I was going to provide that as a service lever, I think the biggest validation is the fact that I still do everything that I talk about. So, mm-hmm. you know, would you want to take a roadmap from somebody who's never been to the destination? I have and continually do it every single day. And LinkedIn is so transparent, people can see that, my Absolutely. connectivity of how I build businesses. So my service offerings are broken up into speaking and training, and then the other part is actually doing. We provide business development services to companies um, as an out, in an outsourced model where you can't teach it, in my mind, unless you're doing it. Yeah. Show yeah. me some successes. And I think that's part of the, the challenge that's happening now is everybody says – that they're great and everybody, you know, life coach, you know, business coach all the way down the line. And they're, and and they're standing know, and they're standing in front of the big Lamborghini and the, <laughs> and the airplane. It's like, come I, on. <laughs> listen, for, for me, that does not mean success. You Absolutely know, not. It, that doesn't mean it can't be, but real success is helping people find their place in the world. And, you know, for me, I've, I've had huge successes. I've had huge failures. Every entrepreneur I know has, I've embraced all that at this point in my career, uh, you know, the, the tangible, you know, let me show you my car and my, uh, is not really a way I want to promote myself. Um, same way I help people goal set is that, you know, I never gave any of my salespeople a goal. 
I asked them what their goal was, and then I would share with them what I thought their goal should be, and I would suggest to them, why do I see you differently than you see yourself, and the place I can help would be to coach you up to the next level. So yeah. real ownership of who you are, what you are, what you want to do. And that's not happening in coaching. A lot of it is cookie cutter. It's, yeah. hey, we've created this stuff and now and, you got to decide how it fits you. Or, or just copy it, you know, right. <laughs> just, just and, copy and our so, template. You know, in, in fact, in fact, I have seen Stephen, and I'm, I'm sure you've seen, I've seen ads where someone is showing us the, the, the last check they received last month. And it shows... I don't know, $20,000 or something. It's like, first of all, he could have doctored that and just done a Photoshop on it. And secondly, why do I want to see your checks? You know, this is not, give me authenticity. Give me the, the kind of personality and history you're talking about. That, that, it's confusing you know, to I, me I, when I see that. <laughs> I've, I'm fortunate that in my career, I have done very, very well financially. And mm-hmm. I realized that that, was not, that did not make me happy. That that alone by itself wasn't the trick, you know, you know, I want to be respected. I want to have meaningful relationships with my kids and my, you know, wife and all of the people around me and my friends. And um, I was just visiting a friend in New York, Brandon Steiner, who, uh, if you follow him, wonderful entrepreneur, really, really successful. And he just wrote a a book um, about purpose Mm -hmm. and Here's a guy that you know ran up the ladder, was the top of the food chain, and same thing happened to him. He was not happy with who he was and what he was looking at in the mirror. So I, I think the hard part for people is to define success on their own terms. Absolutely. And social media is a lever to make you look at all this glitz mm-hmm. and compare yourself to other people. It's a very dangerous trap. Um, I don't do that. I'm fortunate, but I'm challenged by the same things in my business to look at who's doing what and how big they're doing it. And, you know, all of the cars and the planes and candidly, you know what? I don't want to do that. I, yeah. I you know, I, I, well, you, well, I you want to have success on my terms. You, you don't know? have to, when people hear you and see you, they, they just, Hey, this is the real deal. Uh, you don't, <laughs> you don't need those fancy airplanes <laughs> on the background. <laughs> it, it doesn't do anything to validate who yeah. I am, but you know, you said something about the way I dress Mm-hmm. I, knowing that I don't wear socks, I don't wear ties ever. Mm-hmm. I just visited uh, friends and clients in Denver. And when they picked me up at the airport, they actually brought me socks. And I go, dude, <laughs> I'm not going to wear socks. And they go, it's freezing. And I go, hockey players don't wear socks. There so you it's, you know, it's okay. You know, <laughs> so I've created um, a world that I can be who I want to be. I like wearing you know, fun, you know, loud, you know, expressive blazers, a t-shirt, jeans, and, you know, and that's who I am authentically. Yeah. And I'm not acting, you know, and so mm-hmm. people see through it now. They yeah. know when someone's putting on an, putting on, a, on an act and that's what's happening in social media. People doing videos that are just disingenuous. You yeah, know, it's abs- like, come on, really? You know, ab- absolutely. You know, I, I can't tell you how much I resonate with you. I agree with you. And, and you can even see my, I've got my thing. I, I wear my T-shirt with my Dr. Pillay guitar, great. you know. And, and for people who don't know this, by the way, as a musician, I come from the Minneapolis sound, you know, Minnesota. And sure. everybody back then wore a hat. <laughs> so that's great. For 30 years, I grew up with the hat and, and the guitar. And so that's kind of what's comfortable for me. You got to find your own authenticity. 
And I will tell you that the um, interaction I had with you at the very beginning when you Uh had put some stuff out there was a really, really positive experience Mm -hmm. because you brought me through your process. Mm -hmm. I, you know, the questionnaire was spectacular Mm -hmm. and it got me to a place that said, I'm already sort of there. I don't need your services, but I will tell people who are listening to this that if you're struggling and you're trying to figure out who you are and what you are, you are a good resource for people to get them to a platform that works. I, unfortunately or fortunately for us, didn't need it, but that's when the process works. Absolutely. The process really worked saying, listen, and I think you said it to me, you go, listen, you know, give me your average engagement. Tell me what you're doing per month. And you're like, whoa, dude. (laughs) (laughs) But, 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 (laughs) but you know, what's interesting about that, you know, um, I've discovered you through that process, but now I know that I can have you help my listeners understand how to become like you, right? So, you know, in fact, the last question I really want to ask you is, what do I need to do to become like a Steve Nuderberg, a seasoned, successful expert in the, in the business-to-business sales space? What last nuggets could you share? Because that's, that's the important thing about our show is, we want to learn. We want to really get to where you are, Steve. <laughs> so I'm not sure you're going to like the answer, but oh, it's, no. <laughs> it's, it's really genuine. So okay. there, we all have individual DNA that makes us who we are. Real success is aligning who you are with where you're supposed to be. Nice. So you may not, your roadmap may not be to be Steve Nudelberg. That's unhealthy. I think uncovering who you are, what your gifts are, and what value you bring to the world, and just give it away. And when, when people resonate with it, when you give it away, people will then all, all of a sudden want to buy it. Absolutely. And so I give it away. I did a, a, something for United Way the other night. They asked me to do um, an event for them. It was a recruitment event. Their board was inviting other C-level people. I had to fly all around the country to get back to do it. I had committed to doing it. But I did it, and the response from the CEOs in the room were, wow, you were incredible. Can I talk to you about doing something with my company? So here I gave it away, Absolutely. didn't look for anything in return. And so for people who are genuinely passionate about doing it, if you do what you love, the money will follow. There you go. There you go. Thank you so much, Steve. Now, if people want to get your book, Confessions of a Serial Salesman, or they want to contact you, besides LinkedIn, you know, they just type in your name for LinkedIn. Are there any other places that we would want to send people, Steve? So I'm really active on all the social platforms. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, and I'm on Twitter. We have a website, uh, noodleberg.com. I am very visible and not hard to find. And that is... A, a clue and a you know something that people should pay attention to. That if you want to grow your business and your brand, don't be hard to find. I publish my <laughs> phone number. I answer the phone. I respond to all my own emails and and stuff on on you know any of the social platforms. It's an interactive world we're living in. It's not going to go away. So if you want to find me, I'm not hard to find, and I will respond. And that blows people's mind. They yeah. go, wow, you, what a quick response. Well, isn't that what we're supposed to do? Absolutely. You know, so, Absolutely. I mean, so it's, it's really a, a labor of love. Um, you know, the, the book is, um, here's an interesting tidbit um, in closing is that 
you know, I wrote the book about a year and a half ago. It got published. Uh-huh. Yep. Still selling incredibly well, which blows my mind. People ask me two questions. How long did it take you to write the book? Mm-hmm. And I tell them 40 years. It's my whole career. <laughs> Put nice, into that. Nice, nice. And now that I've written the book and they love it, almost to a person, they email me and contact me regularly. When am I writing the second book? And I go, <laughs> and you're like, 40 years later. <laughs> I just wrote a book. Come on. I've done more than one, you know, only 1% of the people in the world write books, but I do have another book coming. It will be under the heading of Confessions mm-hmm. again, uh, but the subtitle instead of 27 Rules for Leaders and Influencers will be You Can't Make This Shit Up. Oh, you're going to use the word in it, huh? I'm going to use I the word it. because <laughs> because of who I am and what I've been capable of doing. Yes. It's put me in some amazing situations that people just will not believe. Wow. And it's just putting yourself out there in a way that's genuine and authentic. And the world's never been a better place to be in uh, in front of it and in sales. So, you know, I'm going to share all those stories. What great advice, Steve. You know, it has been my pleasure, my honor to have you on our show. Thank I've you. learned so much and I'm sure everyone listening has learned so much and we look forward to talking with you again soon. Okay, Steve? My pleasure. All right. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast. For more episodes and strategies, visit BigTicketClients.com. That's www.BigTicketClients.com. And remember, you can't catch a whale with a worm.